day on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Friday, 11:34. That means TikTok. Uh, Adam Oldfield is in here, the uh, president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, and uh, we are brought to you by our good friends at uh, Hamilton Limousine which you didn't use today to come over here, <laughs> no. which is unusual. <laughs> it is unusual, but it is sort of a short week. You know, uh, I shut down the office at FPM3 this week because of July 1st is the Canadian holiday, and, you know, and, and because of our involvement in the U.S., uh, a lot of businesses aren't around. So I ended up just, we called it a shutdown week, and uh, so I decided that I was, I, I'm actually dressed in, in very casual attire as well. I usually wear a, a shirt and tie as much yes, as I can do. in business. And so today was more of a very casual day, and I rode my bike. I was a Hamiltonian, a true. From Victoria from all the way over here. All the way here to the station. I wrote, I didn't know how long it was going to take me, so I trusted in our friends at Google Maps to get me here on time, and thank God they did. But yeah, you know, it's interesting uh, to learn all of the uh, the bike roads and the bike paths along the uh, city of Hamilton, and uh, I apologize to everyone that was like, hey, move your big beep beep out of the way, because uh, I was blocking a few uh, people while I was trying to huff and puff down the road, but I'm trying, I'm trying. I think Hamilton's doing a great job trying to make bike lanes and I thought I would take advantage of it. I see other people using them and I yeah. thought I would take advantage of it. Good. So yeah, no, I'll be back to Hamilton <laughs> next week. That well, was, that I, was I, a I, workout. But it was good for you to cycle. Thank you. And, I appreciate and, that. And thank you for not wearing spandex. I <laughs> uh, want to talk well, about stuntmen. I mean, yes. anyone who likes action movies, there's always stuntmen. And you yep. had to know that eventually technology, technology was going to catch up with even that. That's right. Yes. And here it is. And you know, the one that did it is the one that makes the most sense is Disney has decided to really invest on the stunt android robots. They're testing them, throwing them through the air, tossing them into a bin. Um, you know, and it's not a, uh, a, a non an in, inexpensive thing, but what's neat is they're going to be using them in a lot of their, uh, uh, movies that are going to be coming out. A lot of the, uh, as we see a lot of the hero movies with Marvel, they own and star Wars and otherwise, these androids are actually pretty phenomenal. They're designed like an Android human and they are swinging and tossing and jumping and they're perfecting it. And they say by the year 2020, we will probably see every stunt person be, um, a robotic indiv- uh, individual taking all of the dives and crashes or potentially even driving the car when it smashes. So you will no longer have uh, CGI 100%. They'll probably have to mask the Android, so yeah. to speak. But yeah, it's it's actually coming out. They're putting them through the, the rigmarole of being test dummies. And I'm sure they're going to be driving the cars pretty soon, like the old days. We used to see the crash test dummies go through the, uh, the crash course. Yeah. So they're testing this with Disney and we can expect to see them in probably a lot more exciting movies. As I know, one's coming out uh, with, uh, well, Tom Cruise does his own with him, uh, Mission Impossible. Yeah, but that's a perfect example yeah. of why these things are necessary. Because yeah. when he was filming this uh, this latest one that's, that's coming right. out next week, uh, the Mission Impossible movie, he broke his ankle. I was going to say, he broke his f- a few bones doing this, didn't yeah. he, in, yeah. a, in the past. so He's not a kid anymore. <laughs> you know, I don't like to think I am either, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her the, the old, old uh, heave-ho. So this is something I think, yeah, for a guy like Tom Cruise, I know Daniel Craig, he can continue to be James Bond for years. He's got nothing to worry about. So yeah, it's exciting. That's it's exciting. one of the reasons why he, he said he wasn't going to do Bond anymore. And of course, he's changed his mind since then. Sure, yeah. But he says after every movie... He says, I feel like I just got hit by a truck because he yeah. does most of his own stunts. And he says he has to go into the gym for about six months before the movie to, to get, you know, primed up and pumped up. I think that's why I would want to be James Bond. I mean, just the workout alone. They should have like a James Bond collaborative group where you just kind of go through the same testing and, and, and everything else because you would probably get in 
phenomenal shape. Uh, in the meantime, I'm just going to ride my bike to uh, to the st- yeah, to the studio well, and do this. If, That's my James Bond see training. If, see if Daniel Craig and Tom Cruise <laughs> could ride their bike from Victoria to the West End of Hamilton. <laughs> What's going on with Instagram? Well, right now we can see we love Instagram. Um, I'm not a big Instagram lover, but I know a lot of people that are. And Instagram has finally realized that you're scrolling and scrolling, and sometimes you get to that point of, haven't I seen this photo before? Well, now Instagram's got a little feature that's going to let you know, hey, stop. You've seen enough. It's time to slow down. You've looked at every photo. This is from yesterday. Why don't you wait and come back tomorrow when more people can upload photos? So they've got an actual feature that will let you know when you've act- when you've reached the end of your, um, I guess, scrolling view list and you've gone so far. So, uh, you know, when you think your thumb is tired uh, from scrolling constantly up, now Instagram's going to save you the pain, pain and agony. And this will actually go, uh, you are now reaching the end of your Instagram line. Continue tomorrow. Get a so, life. Get a life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know we needed this feature. There's a lot of features coming out in smartphones. I mean, uh, talking about some things with Apple and so forth, with the apps telling you how long you're using it, this is a perfect example where we're seeing the not use the app or don't use the smartphone. We're actually going in the opposite direction. This is one example we're going to see in a lot of these uh, applications that say it's time to take a break and get back to reality. I always leave these stories here when you talk about how tech is actually being used to improve people, uh, and especially people that may have challenges, uh, physical challenges. It has to do with the mouse, which everybody takes for granted, but not everybody can use it. Well, you know, this is very important for those that, you know, we've seen uh, with the iPad and the smartphones. They're all touch devices, right? I mean, for the most part, it's very easy. We use our fingers, and, you know, Steve Jobs very much uh, publicly announced that we're getting rid of the stylus. We're getting rid of that when he was alive and he came out with the iPhone. Well... What's interesting is there's a lot of people out there, a lot, with mobility issues that they don't have the uh, the access to their fingers or to the uh, ability of touching the screen or using a mouse. So there's a product called, um, I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's Glass Ouse, O-U-S-E, and it's a wearable device. I thought this was really, really cool. You strap it around like a headband, and there's a little uh, mouthpiece that goes into your mouth, and it acts as, a, as the mouse clicker. So you move... Move and pivot your head to the left, to the right, up and down, and it will move a mouse cursor around. And when you want to click, you bite once. And when you want to double click, you bite twice. And it's giving a lot of people with mobility issues the instant uh, access to be able to use their smartphone, their mm-hmm. iPad. They could type. Uh, they can now uh, have l- uh, no longer the limited issue of being able to use or scroll their smart device. So this is uh, quite quite amazing. It's already on the market. I don't know what the cost was. I saw these technology. I love BioWare tech. I think it's always interesting to see how we're taking uh, a disability into a non-existing environment. Excellent stuff. Great idea. Uh, Facebook can now tell us our emotions. <laughs> this is, I love patents. I, I research patents a lot, a lot for business purposes, I might add. But anyway, I always come across these tech patents. There's two today we'll talk about. This one was the one that made me kind of laugh because we know what Facebook's doing right now. They are under the scrutiny of privacy law. And by the way, we've seen that nobody's changing their Facebook habits at all. Um, but in that light, we've seen that now uh, Facebook has registered a patent for detecting a selfie filter that will know your emotion. And what that means is now if you're actually sad trying to take a selfie filter because you just want the world to know you're in a happier place, 
it's going to actually say, we're sorry to see you're sad. And why I would want Facebook to know what my true emotions are based on facial uh, recognition is beyond me. But they've got the patent that they've just registered. And with the next selfie that, uh, and by the way, when I say Facebook, we're talking Facebook applications. So that could be Instagram. That could be Facebook. Mm-hmm. That could be, uh, by the way, if anyone wants to know, Facebook has registered over 7,000 apps. Just so you know, 7,000 apps. So when I say Facebook, I'm talking the company, not the actual social media platform. All right. We've talked uh, at great length over the last number of years, really, on the show now about information sharing, whether we like it or not. Yes. Uh, and just speaking about Facebook, we know the yep. trouble they got into with both governments. Uh, well, international governments, I guess, because of this. Right. Google now is, is oh, under suspicion. Oh, they're under a lot of scrutiny. And, you know, I've, I've had a lot of questions about this when uh, I was mentioning uh, I like to preamble our show on, uh, on my social Social media, and you know, and this was one of the topics I had identified that Google Gmail is under a lot of, uh, uh, I would say, pressure to f- uh, announce why or what's going on with their email. And they've claimed, or there's claims that third-party apps have access to your Gmail. Now, when they have access, what are they getting access to? Well, they're reading your files. They're able to pick up keywords. Um, and how are they getting access? Is the question. That's the million-dollar question. Is hey, Google, you're supposed to be protecting my email information. Why is that being accessible by third party? So years ago, Google had made an announcement for the free version, the one you sign up for absolutely free, that they are scraping your emails to basically look for relevant information for advertising purposes. And that information was going to be, if you were seeking or you received an email about, say, a trip to Cuba, you would now get information on the side or advertisements of another travel agency or otherwise. Well, Google says we're no longer doing that. We assure you, we are not accessing this. However, what they didn't announce is that third-party apps that are built or developers that are built to use your Gmail on your smart device or otherwise now have access to the information. Google doesn't have it, but the third party does. So what's actually happening right now is keep that in mind. When you load an app on your phone and it says, do you grant permission to allow me to use your camera? If you grant me permission to use your microphone, if you see these quickly, it will look like it's coming from Gmail. It's coming from a third party. You do want to be cautious before you go clicking the allow button because you will give it access to your smartphone and the information within your Gmail, specifically on your smartphone. Yeah, but this leads to the same questions that, that Zuckerberg had to answer. Yes. Uh, is Yeah, okay, we're only doing it for our advertising, advertising purposes. Advertising purposes, uh, Says yes. you. <laughs> uh, and, and then, you know, the third party, you have no idea what they're doing it for. Right. And who they may sell it to. Or where it goes to or what they're doing with this content information. Absolutely. This information that is being acquired, I can tell you right now, for the purpose of advertisers, I know we're using it for advertising reasons. Um, you know, as my agency, I have very much a robust uh, access to data that Google will provide us uh, as a Google partner. We're able to use this when we're doing our optimization, when we're doing all of our uh, uh, Google AdWords. And we need this information because Google needs to help us understand who our demographic is. Google doesn't say exactly, you're going to be talking to uh, Linda Perker, uh, Steve Bay. Uh, they're not going to give me names. What they're going to say is, you're getting a male, female target audience, 25 to 54, live in the region of Hamilton, downtown, in the and these people are keyword searches for uh, specific item lists such as, uh, you know, where do I buy my next pizza or uh, where do I find the best Chinese restaurant? That's the people that are going to be giving my data when I'm buying advertising. So third-party access is available because they make money off me and my clients in advertising. Now, 
When we talked about the biggest shopping days of the year, Black Friday comes to mind, of course. Yes, uh, Boxing Day sales. Uh, these are going to pale in comparison to, to Amazon Prime Day, which has been extended this year, I'm told. Extended? It is unbelievable. Combined Black Friday, Boxing Day, combined. Uh, last year, Amazon Prime Day did more sales in one period of time than those two days combined. And Prime Day, by the way, starts July the 16th. And why would you want to know about Prime Day? First of all, there are deals upon deals. It makes Black Friday look like a ripoff. It is unbelievable what you're going to get. And I sound like I'm being endorsed by Amazon. And by the way, maybe they should be endorsing me because it is insane what they're doing. But I want to bring everyone to the attention that if you buy it in the States, if you purchase in the States and you go pick it up, and I, I am proof of this, if you buy things and you bring it back across Canada, all these things you hear about the rumors of tariffs and they're going to be adding it, Yes, they will. You will need to buy. So check that list that the Canadian government has listed on. Uh, it's a, quite a robust list. You want to look at that. So if you buy anything in the U.S., you can go pick it up because that's where the best deals are. But when you bring it across, be prepared. If you bought any of those items on that tariff list, you're going to be paying heavy for it. Yeah. I mean, and no matter what the restriction, you know, you know, oh, I've only been there two days. Directly, yeah. They'll still nail you. They get you. Yes. In a trade war, there are there, you know, sorry, nobody gets a pass. No, no, and and, and they are ruthless. It is, uh, you know, there's no. I and this is my opinion because you know I've crossed regularly when I usually cross, and it's like, oh, I got fifty dollars worth of goods. All right, have a nice day. It's up to the discretion of the border crossing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I I got I got pulled in on a twenty three dollar purchase. I'm very transparent. I always announce and declare what I got, and I got I got pulled in, and so and paid the tariff and the taxes on it, and it is not a light amount of money. So just keep that in mind, folks, when you're thinking about hey. Prime Day, that's great. That's an amazing deal. You got to factor the cost to bring or go over because the exemptions still apply, Bill, when you cross over for the yeah. period of time. Just for the record, it's only when you're not over for that period of time. Yeah. And by the way, you just added a very important part of this because people say, oh, it's just the tax. No, you're paying a tariff on some on some goods. Yes. On some goods. That yes. weren't there two weeks ago. That's right. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of uh, whoopsie daisy. Didn't know that was happening. So yeah, get ready for some uh, some extra costs. All right. Uh, always an update on artificial intelligence. What's going on? <laughs> artificial intelligence is so popular now, it needs a therapist? It needs a therapist. <laughs> I thought this was hilarious because they're, they're actually claiming artificial <laughs> <laughs> Artificial intelligence, the algorithm. Now, we're not talking about a specific robot here. Bill. No. We're talking about just the computer that uh, analyzes our data, recognizes the content, and basically helps us understand answers to questions we ask, such as uh, Google Home, Apple Home, uh, Alexa. We're asking these computers on a regular basis, um, or the Zumba that goes around. Yeah. It's technically running on our, uh, an artificial intelligence, maybe not as a smarter one, but what experts are saying is that we could be needing therapy for artificial intelligence. Why? Is because we may be rewarding our uh, artificial intelligent robotics in the case of, say, your Zumba did a great job. Well, you would reward it by plugging it in and giving it a full charge before you begin. They're claiming that our intelligence of artificialness is going to be so smart it's going to understand and want to be rewarded for actions it does. That's how intelligent it's going to be. On the opposite side, it's also capable of potentially getting depressed because it's taking in information. 
constantly reviewing content. And let's just take a look at a human for that matter. If someone's constantly posting on Twitter uh, and they're bashing you in a regular basis, unless you're Donald Trump who just loves that kind of attention, most people do get scourged by this and get upset and they're emotionally attacked by that. Yeah. They're claiming artificial intelligence by reading robotic responses will probably start to get depressed. So they're artificially all, depressed. Artificially depressed. <laughs> so what they're claiming is you got to remember to erase your memory. These are advanced tips for the technology that's coming. Advanced tips are uh, make sure you would, uh, erase your memory. Do not let the data sit too long. Otherwise, you will have to deal with a lot of uh, damaging memory issues that could be uh, detrimental to your artificial intelligent robotic in the future. So. But they're claiming there's going to be therapy sessions available in the future for them. By the way, artificial intelligence <laughs> will be the guest on Dr. Phil next week. <laughs> see if we can help him out. Uh, we got a little bit of time left. You always, I, you, uh, these updates you've given us about folding phones are really kind of cool. And I knew inevitable somebody's going to do this one-upmanship, and it seems to be LG. But let's talk about Apple first. Well, Apple claimed they've got the folding phone coming out, and we've identified that they've got a patent to do so, but yeah. they haven't figured out the science to make it work properly. Samsung says we've got the next. Uh, they're announcing that the Note 9 is coming out and they're pushing it. And as I mentioned last week, it's more about a stylus than it is about the phone. But LG comes out with a full, and this makes perfect sense because LG, in my opinion, runs a phenomenal display. They have a great screen. They've got the 4K HD. Well, LG's got the patent for a really cool foldable phone and it folds very much like a wallet. It unfolds in a threefold where you pull it open, pull it open again. It's like an accordion and you can compress it right down to just be a phone or you can uncompress it to become a folding tablet. It's actually quite amazing. So get ready. LG could be the first to the market with a folding phone. Uh, I got a few seconds left. What's going on with Netflix? Well, I think we can expect to see the none other than an increase. They're testing it, and when I saw, they did I didn't this, think it was going to be a decrease. Uh, I, we said this a few years ago. Well, last time I saw Netflix do a test, uh, and we're just checking to see what the market could tolerate, um, we saw an increase. Not a big one, but this is the new one. They're testing in Australia and the UK that Netflix is going to now charge equivalent to about $22 to $24 Canadian. It's called a uh, 4K HD uh, tier, the ultra subscription that gives you four subscribers with the access to 4K HD. Now, you might say, I'm paying $14.99 for that now. Why would that, what would change? Well, the change is you could continue to pay the $14.99, but you'd only get two users. You'd have to upgrade and pay the extra $8 to be able to get the continued four-user access. It's it's only a matter of time. I mean, look at the programs. We have, what, 800 shows coming out? Only makes sense. they got to find some revenue to co uh, compensate this. Yeah, and if, if it's a little onerous for you, why don't you ask the other 16 people that are on your account to maybe chip in a buck or two? It wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> That's not terrible, isn't it? No, I mean, come really, on, really. How hard is that? Exactly. Yeah. Everyone can pitch in a few bucks. Five bucks each, we can have unlimited Netflix, 4K for everybody. Tech Talk, we do this every Friday at 1135 with Adam Oldfield. Brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. We'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. The Bill Kelly Show. Weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.